Welcome to the Inner Athlete Podcast, where we discuss all things youth athlete development and youth mentoring. A lot of what we've been seeing with a lot of our members um, at the moment is is they kind of have a lot of successes that happen with, with their um, a sporting achievement. So whether it's overcoming injuries to um, getting recognitions, awards, best and fairest, um, winning races, PPs. The one thing that we have noticed, and I guess Matt has noticed a lot as well, is not taking the time to really um, celebrate those wins. You know, yeah. they tend to, I guess, gl- gloss over it per se. Um, yeah. yeah, so I guess I'll let you go in a little bit more detail about this one um, in terms of, you know, what are your thoughts and how do we, how do we help these kids to kind of like celebrate these wins but utilizing them as a launching platform to move into like the next phase of their development? Yeah. Um, so, yeah, as we know, like our a lot of the young kids have a lot on their plate at the moment you know a lot of school a lot of sport training um and it could just be very easy for you know any of these little wins um to just go sort of swept under the carpet or forgotten about um you know it could be like you say as little as you know getting your homework done or doing stuff around the house or uh, you know as big as winning your best and fairest or playing good game on the weekend um but i think it's really important that you don't well we're not letting these um events just go by um rather picturing them as a win and helping the kids you know it'll help them build momentum they get on a roll um so yeah i guess it's just reframing things that objectively happen um into wins and hopefully um change their mindset into um yeah how they look at things uh yeah yeah so So, sorry about that um so how do we kind of sh- shift the focus? Like what, what are some of the practical things? Like give us, give us a story of, um, I guess, some of the kids that we've been working with here at Inner Athlete and um, you know, wh- what have they actually achieved and how have we actually able to actually sit within the success and be able to recognize what they actually did really well and be able to transfer those lessons of what they did well into the next phase or next you know, goals that they've set for themselves? Yeah, so I mean... I guess most prominently with one of our um, soccer boys. Um, he came to us with a lot of, I guess, injuries and problems with you know his body and being able to stay fit and, and on the pitch. Um, and, you know, it was becoming very frustrating in terms of making progress in the gym, whether it be lifting more weight or progressing into different movements. But um, I guess with him, we found that, I guess, h- highlighting and indicating where... We're still in the same movement, still in the same weight, still in the same place, I guess, uh, in terms of the exercises, but we're able to do them more reps, more often, um, more frequently, um, and pain-free. So I guess reframing those little things, and it sort of seemed to change his mindset in terms of, you know, in the gym, he's coming in a bit, bit happier, um, and, you know, reframing that, um, you know, lack of progress per se um and reshaping his mindset to see that he is actually making progress just not in the way that you might traditionally think um and then you know that can be transferred for him playing soccer he's able to come up to game or pull up from games less sore and be able to train properly throughout the week week rather than having you know monday to wednesday he's still sore from from saturday sunday's games um he's rather able to train properly and then he's able to get better during the week obviously from training um get more conditioning from the training and then just improve his skills overall so we're seeing that play out in the um (laughs) seeing that play out in the in the weekends 
Um, but as we've seen in the videos in the past few weeks of his, of his goals and um, getting a lot more game time, which is uh, good to see with him. Yeah, Manny, if you're listening, you're absolutely crushing it. Um, yeah, so let's go back a step. It, I think from, from my perspective, right, seeing these kids um, kind of gloss over these goals, are they really just spending more time on the things that they should be working on and trying to get themselves better? Are they trying to? Are they more spending more spending more time focusing on what they perceive as negatives and trying to overcome negatives without recognizing they've actually overcome these negatives in some regard? Yeah. So, I guess we've all sort of heard of the notion of doubling down your strengths on your weaknesses, sorry, and um, really harping on areas you need to improve on. But I think the opposite needs to be, I guess, highlighted and focused on more, um, doubling down more on your strengths because your strengths are going to get you to where you want to go. Um, I guess we can use the example um, for AFL. So if you've got a poor, weak opposite foot, so poor, weak left foot, you can spend all training or 80% of training focusing on your opposite, but then in a game you may use it once, maybe twice, if you're really forced to. So I guess it should be shifted the other way, spending 90, 80% of the time on your strength. So your, so your right foot um, and the things that you're good at, they're going to be the things that are used in games and to get you where you want to go and to help your team win. And then focusing at the end of training or any extra time on the on your weak spots. Obviously, we want to build them up anyway. But yeah, really harping on your strengths and, and the areas that you're good at is going to get you further into your sport or just in life in general. Um, I guess is is I guess reframing that common notion of doubling down your weaknesses and I guess changing it to your strengths. Yeah, yeah. I think it's like if you spend a bulk of your time on your strengths, you're going to get a lot further. You're going to um, you're going to get you're going to develop a lot better, and you're going to be able to tick off tick off a lot of objectives yeah. that you set for yourself. If you just constantly have weaknesses that you're focusing on, and you don't overcome those weaknesses, what does that do to you mentally? It's like it's. It's like I'm a failure. I can't do it. Oh, just like I just can't get over this. Yeah, it becomes like a level of frustration. But yeah. we do need, but for learning and development, we also do need, you know, moments of failure yeah. as well yeah. to help us to be like, all right, to create some level of motivation. Some um, also learning as well. Failure and learning actually go hand in hand as well. So, yeah. Yeah. Um, for those yeah. who don't know, um, there's a drill that we, we like to do we call it the goat drill um, or I don't call it cow days does and the goat drill is a drill that's designed to be frustrating to do and part of the reason is because it releases dopamine and that and dopamine is actually really important for memory formation yeah and that in itself when it's paired with skills afterwards helps to acquire skills faster than traditional manners of just practicing the skill itself yeah because we're trying to retrain the brain or create neural networks um, between the um, in the brain, but also get the firing sequence and coordination from the brain to the, the active muscles, essentially. Yeah. So I think, yeah, in fact, we're not saying failure is a bad thing, or we shouldn't um, focus on it. Or what we're saying is, it, it's kind of like a two-way street. You can't have one without the other. Yeah. And if you think about it, like if you go to training every week and you're only focusing on the negatives and things you're bad at, you're going to leave training you know down defeated, the dumps. Yeah. demoralized but if more often than not you're winning and you're you know you're getting to where you want to go you're hitting the the tasks or the drills or whatnot um you're going to leave training full of confidence and go into games with confidence but if you're every you know every tuesday thursday you leave your training and you're like oh i hit maybe one target i couldn't get a kick or whatever you're going to go into the game with that mindset where you're going to get less of opportunity to use your skills in a game compared to training training you get hundreds of touches 
in a game. You know, if you get 100 touches, you'll be having a ripper game. Um, so yeah, if you're always leaving training negative and down in the dumps, then how are you supposed to expect to go into a game with confidence and then leave that game with confidence? So um, yeah, I guess it's that same thing, just yeah, really harping on the strengths and then using the weaknesses to then build on those strengths so that makes sense. So using the failures um, as sort of motivation um, to continue to progress. Yeah, because you've, you've created some success. So when you've created success in your life or whatever it may be, you can actually carry that momentum through to overcome those yeah. potential failures because you you begin to understand what's required in order to overcome these issues or these goals you haven't been able to tick off or these frustrating situations or whatever it may be. Yeah. I probably want to go back to a... Um, a performance consult that I had recently actually we had um, I was actually I was talking to Manny actually um, and I think this is a really good lesson uh, for, a lot of, for a lot of kids right um, he like yes he would continually gloss over well not, not, no, not so much gloss over but it would help would help him to recognize the successes and the wins right because when he first started with us yes he had you know injuries shin splints just couldn't run like literally would pull up super sore from a soccer match but now he can play two three matches over like a five-day window he pull up a little bit ginger but he'll be back at training straight away so yeah. we we stop him to recognize the progress and really the big issues that he's had to overcome but we also what we do is we we also have to let him know the magnitude of what he's had to overcome as well so like he's seen physios um, galore, you know, getting treatment, getting rubs and massages and like to no avail. Yeah. Like it would, yeah. it would help him for like a day or two. He'd feel good. But it just never got him over the hump yeah. of, of overcoming these actual issues. Yeah. And now at the moment, because we've overcome these injuries through his training, um, being able to give him the tools as well from a nutrition perspective, uh, from a recovery perspective as well, we're now able to really ramp up his training, um, but also that he's getting a lot more recognition for the successes that he's having on the field. So, yeah, yeah it's 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 a tricky. It, it's, it's not so much tricky, but it's more just having the understanding of just you know sitting in that success, sitting in the feeling of you know that euphoric feeling of overcoming something and taking. I think this is the main point: is taking those lessons away of what worked well. Yeah. I yeah. think I think um, a lot of kids don't really see what actually got them to the win. Yeah, a lot of footy teams, as junior footy teams, what they need to do is is actually sit in what are the metrics of what's going to allow them to win. So when I was at the uh, VFL um, Frankston Dolphins, there were certain metrics that the coach would want to see, the head coach for the senior team would want to see. When they weren't being met when, in terms of the amount of, um, I think it was effective disposals per quarter, they knew they would be down yeah. because he had, had you know, years and years of data and he had a system that he brought from another club as well. So, and when they actually started hitting those objectives and they had that was, that was the main objective that they had to hit, the wins would actually come. Then, they, then they, when they review that was the main thing they had to focus on on um, achieving yeah. as a clear objective. The win is not the win is the ultimate objective, but you have to have certain metrics you have to hit first. 
but then they could break that down even further in terms of positional-based objectives as well, what yep. they need to do and have a game plan and structure that they sit with, but also have potential plan Bs, plan Cs, if that doesn't ultimately work. Yeah, because then it gives everyone a role as well. So, like, you can't expect, you know, a back pocket to be in the same touch as a midfielder. But if you break down, you know, I've given different objectives with different positions, then, again, it, it, it gives them a little win and you can reinforce that little win by saying, okay, you might not have had 30 touches, but you had 10 spoils, you got, only got it one time. Um, and we had we hit the inside 50s or we hit the um, kicks down the line, whatever it might be, whatever the objective might be. Um, you can reframe it that way to have that, that win and that is a win because um, any time you're hitting those objectives, you're getting towards you know winning the game, which like you said is the ultimate goal. Um, but yeah, it just reframes that that mindset that you know you might have had the touches and you might have it down you know, in your head you might go well I didn't touch a ball so I didn't have a good day but then you hit the um, the review on Tuesday and you go okay well we hit all the objects that we wanted to so yeah because those those small successes you have those mini goals you set as an individual level um, as a group in terms of positional based so forwards means and backs they, they accumulate to the ultimate outcome which yep. is the yeah. win at the end of the day yeah um, yeah, I think that's from a, yeah, obviously from a team perspective, it's really important to really break that down and celebrating those little wins in order to get that bit bigger objective. But in, in terms of an individual basis, because we primarily work with individuals here in yeah. an athlete. So what? So from what we've discussed over the last you know, 10 minutes or so, what, what would be like the three key takeaways? Um, I guess, yeah, number one would be doubling down your strengths, not your weaknesses. I guess that's a key takeaway here so yeah focusing on what makes you you what makes you good at your sport you're good at your your little niche for uh, we work a lot of swimmers so what makes you good at you know the individual stroke so freestyle free backstroke butterfly or um, breaststroke um, what makes you really good at that niche and they're not harping on you know if you're not the best butterfly I don't don't worry about it that's not you don't swim it yeah exactly you don't have to do it if you don't want to so yeah doubling down your strengths and not harping too much on your weaknesses um yeah, I guess second point would be, um, yeah, I guess I guess a big one, we haven't really touched on it, but having that open communication with your coach. So Big one. Yeah, so like I said, with Manny, being able to probably communicate how he's feeling allows us to then reframe his sort of emotions into a positive mindset. Yeah, I want to sit on that one for a moment because... What we do here is probably a little bit different to like a lot of SNC programs in, yeah. in Victoria. I yeah. don't know what happened, what goes around in the state, but we got a bit of an idea here in um, the state of Victoria. Um, what we do is we actually have an online coaching platform. So we use um, we use Telegram. Um, we 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 enjoy using this platform because if if an athlete is feeling down or feeling sore and injured after a training session, they can message us straight away, and we can provide you know one or two tips that they can implement pretty much straight away and yep. nine times out of ten those tips actually work pretty well yeah so then we can actually get them moving forward because we only see these athletes two three sometimes one depending on who we're working with um the communications actually becomes more important so because we don't see them face to face and they might forget about things and yep. it's like oh it's the end of the session and it's like the the parents are here to pick them up and it's like oh we've got like literally 20 seconds to give them a response yeah if we can get a quick message from them or they can give us an audio message and articulate what their their thoughts are and their feelings and 
what have they tried and all that jazz, then we can potentially or potentially just give them a an alternative to do and they can implement that and then they can give us feedback next time they come in as well. So then we continue to build them up in terms of, I guess, resiliency but ownership um, of their own development, I think. Yeah. I think that's probably a big thing and that's, as a coach, we love to see that. That's probably the the biggest thing we love to see is ownership of their own development and yeah. we're here, we're just facilitators of their development. We're, yeah. not, we're not the drivers essentially, they are their own drivers. Yeah. We're just kind of like just keeping them on track. Yeah, that's right. Um, and I guess, yeah, the last point would be, um, I guess it comes down to role as a coach, mentor or, or a parent is just, again, highlighting the good efforts, whether it be something massive, something small, whatever it might be. Um, just make sure you're actually highlighting the good efforts and not just letting them go by or flow by. Because, um, yeah, like we said, achieving things and success is addictive. So if they're achieving just little things, you know, making them bed every morning or doing the dishes or helping out mum around the house, it becomes addictive and they want to do good. So Positive um, reinforcement right there, yeah, parents. Right. Yeah. Thank cool. You. you have just listened to the Inner Athlete Podcast. Be sure to subscribe to stay up to date with the release of weekly episodes. Be sure to follow us on Facebook and Instagram to get great tips on all things youth athlete development and youth mentoring.